Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome or welcome back to my favorite weekly event sesh. My name is Nikki and I'm the creator and host of The Black Sheep in Powder Pink. Now is the time to fill your glasses to the rim and pack your bowls a little fatter than usual because trust me, you may need it here. There's no guidelines, no filters, and absolutely nothing is off limits. It's all sass and no shade sis. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, podcast family? Like always, I've missed you all as though a million moons have passed us. And I told y'all I was not going to have you waiting for too long till I tap back in. I have a very special episode for you guys. I'm going to take things a little back and bring back the bullshit and the good shit the things that my homies taught me. I have two special guests sitting here with me today that I hope you enjoy listening to and hearing from and I hope you guys love them as much as I do. But without further ado, please welcome the lovely Sammy and Reese. Reese, Sammy and Reese, say hi to Sammy and Reese guys. I met Sammy a while ago. I can't put a, a finger on when I met him, but it's been a wild ride. Reese, very new to my life, but he's very humble, very peaceful, and just the best energy. And it, the power in letting people in is just so magnetic that I hope you guys are flourishing and thriving in your friendships and just like understanding life is colorful and just fucking color. <laughs> but anyway, how are you guys? Yeah, uh, thanks for passing it off. I think uh, I definitely learned how to apologize and be accountable because you taught me as well. Wow, we're going straight to it. I love it. I love it. How are you, Reese? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in the same space as him. I'm in that. Uh, I'm in a space in my life where I'm having to take. Um, real accountability for my actions and and really just digest everything that I've done and try to strategize what my future moves will be but not get too involved in my future moves to where I'm overstimulated. Like caught up in the and in, in disappointing yourself because it's not moving at your rate. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like people never like to apologize. Obviously, they don't like being put in a position where they're straight up saying that they're wrong for whatever reason. But I think that people don't realize that the things that affect them the most is themselves. And the things that they need to apologize for it really isn't necessarily for the person that they're apologizing to but like mm. we give ourselves traumas like we go through our own thing and it's like realizing that you were the ugly that you're always trying to avoid it fucking hurts it does i agree with that it hurts but like how like what are some good things that you found in your accountability uh good friends who remind me in right ways constantly that sometimes I'm just effed up. Mm -hmm. And they hold me to a way higher standard because they believe in me. Mm -hmm. Like you. Thank you. 
And I find that I become more self-aware through the eyes of other people. Like when I go out or when I'm just in like the general population, if you will, and I just see things, you know, I see how people view me. Like a third uh, eye, like a bird's eye view. Pretty, I mean, like pretty much. You you kind of you get a, you kind of get that sense of a self awareness. You see what you like, you see what you don't like, and you become more self aware. I feel that of what you are and who you are, and you kind of get that concept of you. You 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 start learning, or I start learning, that I'm. I'll never really attain a real sense of understanding who I will ever be, but. The fact of the matter is that I'm going to always strive to try and be the best version of whatever I can be in that given moment. That's nice. But can I give you some advice? Absolutely. Okay. So I think that it would be... I think you're on the right track. But I think that instead of caring about how other people perceive you and your personality and the way your dynamic works... I think you should take some time to look in the mirror that way, to look at yourself that way. That's a hard pill. That's that's hard. No, because you're not here. That's an intimidation. We're not here for them. I I know that's an intimidation thing. That's like from like your childhood on. Okay, then that's what you have to do. Because for a little bit, I had a, a picture of my baby self on my mirror. And whenever I would feel like I was taking L's or just taking steps backwards, I would literally have to go look in the mirror and tell my little self, like, it's going to be okay. This is not us. This is not where we're going. But, like, look at yourself. You're- it's funny you bring that up about your little self, right? Mm-hmm. Because trauma and abuse run so deep mm-hmm. that you never really know anyone. So, like... When you walk in a building or a place and people think you're arrogant or full of yourself or cute, they don't even know if you think that about yourself. No, they're self-perspective. It's a right. self-reflecting. Right. Which is why you can't go into environments worrying about how people see you. Because once, for me personally, I used to think that way. And that I was always like, why are they looking at me? Oh my God, what do they think of me? Like, oh my God, my shoes. Oh my God, my outfit. That I wasn't dressing for me. I wasn't comfortable. Like, my mind was always trying to read. But I a- bet, sorry to cut you, I bet they thought you were a bitch. You know or I what? bet they mm-hmm. thought that you Stuck were. Stuck up. Yes. But you know what, though? That You know what, what she just said kind of makes sense to me right now while it's kind of resonating? Is it makes sense because that's why you and I, like, we're both veterans. That's probably why we joined the military because they gave us an image. They gave us a personality. No, but they gave us a personality. Mm -hmm. They gave us a persona. Like Mm -hmm. this is now what you are, who you are. Mm -hmm. So now you don't have to try. You don't have to search for it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna give it to you. And now that I'm no longer there, I don't know how to operate. Exactly. I have no structure really. I have nobody to really kick my ass into line. Exactly. No, because you were one of like five hundred. And you all had to move the exact same way so that they had, they knew where you were going. They knew what you were doing. You represented our country. And shout out to the veterans out there who are really dealing with these mental health issues because they don't go away because you, you decide to leave the army or the Marine Corps or whatever. All these things literally, Air Force, sorry, left one out, sorry. All of these things like literally follow you. And unfortunately, no one is going to be here and save you. 
Like, the world does not have heroes. You need to be your own hero. And it starts with looking in the mirror. And that's what's so funny because I've always thought about that. I've always taken... I've always had to be put in those leadership positions when I was when I served. And I used to remember telling myself I got sick and tired of it because I was like, damn, like, for once, like, I wish I didn't have to be that guy that had to do every fucking thing. Like, I just want someone else to just take the brunt of it. Like, just, I don't want to always have to do everything. Mm-hmm. And you wish you can't, but then you realize, like you just said. Life. You, you know, you have to be your own superhero. You have to, you have to do things. You have to wake up. You have to make up your bed. You have to take a shower. You have to be accountable. You have, there are these responsibilities that you just have but to. But sometimes you don't have to. Sometimes you can go seven days without showering. Sometimes you can go for four days without brushing your teeth. But then you're to suffer those consequences of those. Exactly. Health. There's See, the thing about, uh, personally, I like to consider myself an entrepreneur. The thing about entrepreneurship and living a successful life is whether you want to fight it or not, life was here before we came. Life is going to be here after we came. Science, religion, everything around us has proven that in order for you to live in a certain way you have to move in a certain way so it's like there are things in life that you could fight but it's gonna be a fight with you versus you you need to understand that and if you want to attain this level of whatever the fuck it is then you need to study the people that got there before you you need to believe in the steps that you're taking for yourself to get there because everyone's destination could look the same you know every people want the big house people want the career people want the but everyone's path is different exactly completely different to get there but that because because everyone's like path every time i hear that it's your own it's every time i hear path i i equated to happiness everyone's sense of happiness is their own Mm -hmm. whether you live in a desolate mainland somewhere or you're working your neighbor you could have a completely different dream than your neighbor that you lived and grew up with right next door one person wants a freaking rav4 one person wants a ferrari sorry you know what i'm saying what what really is a dream though you know Oh, even, it's commercialized. Right, right, it's a, it's, it's a commercialized give, right. idea. And, oh, we're talking about America because we're not talking about the whole world. <laughs> right. So, but let's take it further. It's you know, commercialized. Right. Our dreams were implanted in us. Imprinted upon right. us. Absolutely. Right. So we are only just like manufacturers and consumers of absolutely. like colonization and westernized ideologies. Absolutely. So the only reason that we have these dreams is because we were taught to dream. You know why? Because that's how they make money. And then they ask us, and and with that, that's so beautiful that you said that, because with that, what does that come? What people don't want to talk about. They talk about, oh, your genetics are this, their genetics are that. But what they don't want to talk about is epigenetics. Some from slavery, from this, from that. The things that follow through that are the, the roots, exactly. Mm-hmm. From what your family, what your mom, when you were born, when our you're blood, your what goes through us, exactly. our morals. Epigenetics the way that, is real. Mm-hmm. And you have now you have these whole now you're just doing the whole thing all over. The wheel continues to spin. Yep. Same right, thing. Because the only Nothing thing that matters changes. here is pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Which doesn't You're make sense. You're accountable for every which damn thing you went through. Which doesn't make sense. Grow up. Which doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. Because some people just aren't get aren't dealt a good hand. But 
for those who aren't dealt a good hand, who do make something of themselves in their own regard. Shout out to the Black Sheep and Powder Pink because that's the whole point. You get what I'm saying? You're on the Black Sheep and Powder Pink. I literally, yeah. I literally was trying to figure out why my my life wasn't working and moving the way I wanted it to, why I wasn't a successful podcaster anymore, why my weed business was not thriving, and it was literally because I was trying to follow the American fucking dream. But following the American dream wasn't giving me my dream. My dream was to fucking be at home with my son, make money from home, like, and invest in my purpose. I like drawing. I like creating. And if I wasn't doing that, I was not happy. I tried the whole nine to five bullshit. I tried being the whole housewife. I'm not a fucking pet. You can't fucking make me do shit for uh, some change. Like, no, I literally had to break being the black sheep. So like everybody in my family tried to make me feel like I just was a bad person because because I wasn't I'm the only one that didn't go to college, didn't get a boyfriend first, then get married, then have the kids. You know, my life is completely scatterfucked at this point. But it's okay. But when it comes to like me wanting to break that and saying fuck you guys if you guys think i'm different and you don't like it i fucking like it and like finding the happiness in myself and being myself and doing things the way that i wanted to do that's when i broke from being the black sheep and i'm i'm fucking a powder pink sheep i fucking like the powder pink like i don't need to fucking be unhappy with myself and put myself in a bubble of oh you're the black sheep because you don't like what we like and you're not moving how we move and you're not this and this and this and this fuck you guys like fuck you guys you're discovering you and that's it's a beautiful thing because guess what you can't take this from me he can't take this from me my mother couldn't take it from me it's mine it's mine and that's why you need to look in the mirror because letting other people gain a perspective of you and moving with that you take your power away yeah it becomes theirs and when and what are you left with uh, a bunch of mental health issues. Absolutely emptiness, nothing. Nothing beneficial. Emptiness, nothing you can apply anywhere. Materialism. Nothing. Materialism. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Because I've fought so long trying to figure out what my purpose is. And then I find myself coming up short because my purpose is always being compared to what I thought, like you just said, Mm -hmm. everyone else's purpose was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what Brandon wanted to do or Reese wanted to do or whatever it is I wanted to do, whatever I wanted to go by, whatever I wanted to do. Because I feel like us as human beings, we put on many faces, we put on many masks. We are all different characters in our own story and our own book. And, you know, so... And it isn't just that. You're a minority. I'm a minority. We are born with darker skin tones than what other people would expect to be, you know, a a, a porcelain, porcelain American child. If I walked in to an office with a, a white girl, no offense to my Caucasian listeners, if I walked into an office with a, a Caucasian woman and we could be dressed similar, who do you think by eye is going to get the position? Oh, by American standard, obviously. You know, like, so it's like know, we're it, already. Unless your name is Christina. Unless they're <laughs> wait, looking wait. through resumes. It, it depends on the body type because you got the same outfit. But God forbid you're a little more voluptuous. Yeah. 
Oh, in the same outfit. God forbid. Right now, now, now. So if they're looking right at now, us, if they're looking play. at us, it's like I'm already taking off. But open your mouth, and hubba, she's gonna sound hubba. like a fucking retard, and I'm the genius. It's like these are the things that we have to deal with all the time. And even for you, what you were saying, it's like it goes back to cultural ways because I, my son's father is African American, and one thing that I. I realized about being able to date an African-American man is really understanding and knowing their background, what they came from, and not just them, but like their whole community. Because it's like, I felt like I wasn't being loved the way that I was used to because he wasn't, he didn't express it the way that I saw my parents express it or just little things like that. And he, it, it got to a point where it was just like, he's like, well, I'm taught and I'm since, sure exactly since I'm little, fault. a it little kid that yeah. don't show your emotions. Stop exactly. fucking crying. That, Why exactly. are you being fucking weak? That, Why are you this? Why are you that? It didn't mean that he didn't love me. It was just that like, how could you expect a grown ass man? Cause once a man is grown, he's set in his fucking ways. Ain't no change in that man. So it's like, how could I expect a grown man to suddenly become a soft white underbelly? Well, in, in, including uh, differentiation of culture, interaction and understanding. Exactly. It's two mixed races coming into becoming one. And that's so sad to me. I hate that. I literally just, I am so disgusted by this society, by this world, that a simple color can literally change the entire dynamic of how people interact with one another. A color. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Okay, wait, wait, we have to take a little break. Sam's bouncing on the walls right now. You could hear a bunch of extra shit in the background. One second. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We're back. This time, it's just Reese and I. Sammy got a little battery up his ass, and he just can't contain the excitement. So, without further ado, please welcome back, Reese. Hello, hello, hello. And let's, like, try to be... Let's try to stick to to our original conversation, because it kind of went into race and, and love and just whatever. Actually, I don't even know if we could bounce back to our original conversation. Yeah, at this point, I don't even know where we're really, <laughs> where, where we're we're going with yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. So on a lighter note, if obviously I'm going to upload this podcast episode, is there anything that you think that someone out there needs to hear that you want to share? For all those people, I am a big, uh, like I said, Earlier, I served in the United States Air Force, and I've had other brothers and sisters that have served in other branches of the services, and those I've had friends that haven't. Mental health. I really want to push mental health. It's tough out here. The world is going all different, different directions. Protect your mental health. Yeah. I think it's key. I think it's so vital that we try to do our best to get therapy, to seek therapy, to talk to one another, to not be so quick to just putting one another down because someone says, hey, I don't know what's going on inside my head. I don't know what's going on with how I feel. 
I don't know what's going on with what I'm thinking or why I'm reacting the way I react when anything, when any given thing happens to me. I think that this needs to be addressed. We Mental need to health. normalize it. We need to normalize the fact that people need help. We need to normalize the fact that it takes an army to survive. Absolutely. It takes an army. like, And that was one thing that I couldn't do for a really long time. I was such a prideful person that the last thing I was going to do was ask somebody for help. But it's like, you need it. Yeah. No one can move and become accomplished and successful without the help of, of people standing behind them. And telling people that you're not okay is okay. It's like one thing to be one of those girls or guys on Instagram who are attention-seeking and who are posting half-naked pictures saying, I'm sad, or like, come hang out. Like, take the cries and the pleads that people are sending you even if it's a subliminal message seriously because you never know what people are going through the world without him going through being a veteran was is crumbling i've never served in any military service but my mental health needs needs needed it like i i needed help and redirection and guidance and assurance that it was going to be okay so like i can't even imagine what living in a certain way being in the military would do to you when your when your contract is up and they just throw you out because they housed you guys they fed you guys you look and you could you had the possible like the option to live on a military base with your families and stuff like that but once you your contract is up like it's kind of like they just throw you guys out to the curb, kind of. Yeah, you have to really dig deep into it. And they they do have resources because, you know, I don't want to talk ill of the military. They do have resources, but you do have to dig for them and you have to go out and, you know, advocate for yourself. I always tell all my military brothers and sisters to advocate for yourself. Get get what you need. Absolutely. And those Take you, advantage of the resources if you can. And for those of you who aren't any in the service or anything, understand that PTSD and trauma does not necessarily mean that you had to serve the country. You can get that from childhood or teenage years to your adult years. Little things could re-spark emotions that you felt when you were younger and not understanding the connection through or between the dynamic can really have you chasing your own tail, kind of. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I've chased my tail so many fucking times, Me too. And you know what? What's crazy about that um, is a way that, like, the... I've always wanted to be happier than what I was. Ever since I was a kid, I was going through depression stunts. My parent, my mom's Puerto Rican. She didn't believe in depression at first. It was, it, like it's been the hell of a fucking ride. But what's crazy was I couldn't help what was happening to me. I couldn't help my environment, my circumstances. But with that, I was reacting very angry. I was a bitch. I was ready to fight anybody. Like, that was my personality when I was younger. And with that, I gave myself trauma because I was acting completely out of character, reacting to the things that were happening to me. And it ultimately screwed me and relationships that mattered to me the most. 
So it's like, that's why I push, I push so much about the power in accountability and apologizing because the person that you apologize to doesn't necessarily need to forgive your apology, but the weight that is taken off of me when I apologize, it's life-changing because, because I already, I closed this book. This chapter's done for me, and if you want to be angry, and if you don't see that I'm truly sorry, then living in that space is your choice. And I agree with that, and I go a step further by saying how you even make it more of an amends is by paying it forward. That you now know, since you, like, sounds like you, you're a very intelligent woman, you do then take it a step further by, hey, I now know what was wrong. I now I can mm-hmm. identify it. I pay it forward. I teach those who are less fortunate and or ignorant in what I used to be ignorant in. Mm-hmm. And I just try to show them. I teach them by my actions. I think that that whole you should have a you should have a, a podcast about actions versus uh, words, because I don't think that people really understand you the power podcast? of actions. I kind of like yours. <laughs> Thank your, you. your podcast is pretty awesome. Thank you. I I feel that 100%. And you know what else? Like, you know what else helps me when I apologize? Is I'm apologizing because I did react ugly to something that they did or uh, added fuel to a flame or whatever about. When I apologize, even though I feel like I'm not in the wrong, I clearly affected that person in a certain way. So when I apologize and they choose to do what they want with that apology. I'm not an angry person. I'm not a hateful person. I'm not going, I don't talk shit about people. I don't spread rumors, like that's not me. So it's like when I do apologize and I give myself that closure, the way that that person is after that, it justifies everything, not just for me, but for the people around us. Mm. So like if you, if I apologized sincerely and the weight is lifted off of me and if you still want to be ugly then you're just not a person that i need around me are your actions following you too and and huh do your actions follow the apology as well obviously because i'm not gonna apologize if i don't mean it exactly that you know what i mean but you know some people will do that yeah but you know those people though you people will show you their true colors are you going to pay attention to them when they do? That's that's exactly, yep. Or are you going to be, are, are they your comfort? So you're going to stick to your comfort. Like, life is about challenging. It's And I always tell people, be careful what the fuck you ask for. Because you're going to ask for strength, and the most fucked up situation is going to get put in front of you for you to overcome to get strength. You can ask for good friendship. You and your friendships are going to be tested. Are you guys going to pass those tests? Or are you going to fold? So it's like, stop wanting all these perfect and magnificent things and work for it. Because when you work for it, you dodge so many bullets that were not meant for you. Okay. You fucking are put in your environment, in your space, where you want to go and where you want to grow. Like, you can forgive people that makes you a great person if you can't forgive someone why the fuck would god forgive you for all your sins 
You know, that's how I see it. If you want to go into heaven, I believe in God. Shout out to Jesus. If you want to go into heaven and you need to repent for your sins at the gates, because not one of us is perfect. Mm -hmm. Why should he forgive you if you can't forgive an old friend, a stranger, somebody who is having a bad day? Because the world is getting, it's getting worse. There's people who are arguing at the bar leave to their car to get a gun and shoot up the bar. There's people who throw their burgers at cashiers because they got their orders wrong. You know, it doesn't have to go there. It does not have to go there. And when we practice accountability and just how we feel after that, I can't imagine driving home after throwing a burger in someone's face and feeling good about my Feel my actions. Yeah. yeah, I cannot do that. I cannot. I literally sit there and, and fucking cry like, I can't believe I just wasted my <laughs> burger. And I made her have a... Like, I gave someone this shitty day. She's always going to remember that day. Yeah. You know, it's a story that's going to go with her forever. It that's may so change her experiences at work. She may not want to work the drive through anymore. Like, our actions and our power is so magnetic it does not just affect us it affects everyone around us and it's like apologizing tells you that you were wrong because sometimes we have to hear it ourselves it's letting go of that ego yeah we have to hear our own voices saying whoa like you know it's different when somebody reads something to you versus when you read it to yourself yeah because you process it differently so it's like you could apologize for you obviously Apologize for the person because you affected them. The full circle comes when the next step is taken after that apology. Mm-hmm. You can move in a positive light. Let them move however the fuck they want. Because that doesn't affect you. I want to say something to you. You, you brought up um, God. And like for me, my spiritual journey, um, I lost sight simply because... I found my mental health, once again, mm-hmm. deteriorating at a certain point. And I attempted uh, a very, very bad thing, mm-hmm. um, as I feel like your viewers and listeners would know. Mm-hmm. And I basically lost I lost a connection. And I thought, well, why would God want me if I'm over here trying to do this to myself? And it was hard to come back. And I'm still, you know, working on coming back. But... Yet and still, I continue to get blessed. I continue to make meet great people, make new friends, mm-hmm. have all these new opportunities presented themselves to me. Mm-hmm. I, it, it goes to your original point in the beginning, like we kind of create our we we have our we have a a special power mm-hmm. that we have to kind of just tap into. Mm-hmm. And when we see that and understand that there's another higher power involved in that it'll kind of give us like some type of homeostasis like we're all we all need to achieve some type of balance Mm -hmm. it can't just be up down up down this is Mm -hmm. what i'm focused on this and this it has to be some type of balance yeah i've always been really honest with my listeners about the the faces the battles that i face dealing with depression and i've literally sat there in tears like no wonder people harm themselves because this world is unbearable to live in. And it's every time that happens in those cases, it's the good ones that that just can't take it and give up. Like Robin Williams. Oh, my God, I cried. I cried because you would look at this man and think he's the happiest fucking person on earth. 
But it's like, we're all dealing with our own shit. And I thought about that too. I'm like, how could it be a sin for me to just end this? Like, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to me until I was in those predicaments and I really wanted to follow through with that. I did not know the people and how selfish that act was until I had to literally be at the edge of the cliff doing it. Yeah. And and everybody that I've ever touched, spoke to, that cared for me or showed even the s- smallest glimpse of compassion just ran through my mind. And it's like, how many people do you affect by doing that? True. You don't even... it's, it's the most selfish, selfish act that you can possibly do. Because see- just like we don't know us a little bit, how the fuck could we know what other people feel about us? Or how could, or, you know, people are, like I said, they're so prideful that, like, even though they want to hang out with you, see what you're doing, they're not going to hit you up first. No. Like, you're not alone. You know what I mean? And it's, like, normalizing the fact that we all have this little weak bean inside of us, It it's hard to accept, but it's real. And, like, like I wanted to start this podcast because I don't want people to feel alone. I my they're not, they're not alone. my dream for it was initially to have a website where people can stream my podcast and I would have I'd be there on live chat. So if people wanted to talk about things twenty four seven, I'd be there. Like they're not alone, even though they feel alone, they're not. Unfortunately, money has not. I haven't been able to like start up my own website and be there 24 7 this is temporary we're gonna get there yeah we're gonna get there we're on our way and it's like it's people like you it's people like me it's people like sam who are struggling but without the struggle and without this platform for us to share it like so many people would feel less than without us like you have no idea the magic that you're doing by by trusting me and being on my podcast with me i really appreciate it more more than words can ever even begin to express you're doing so much to our veterans too who need to be reminded that their mental health matters and i don't know you're just like such a little blessing in disguise and you don't even realize and i think that's what makes you so beautiful if that makes sense i appreciate that and again like i said this goes out to all the veterans and to all the civilians, anybody out there who's just suffering with mental health, take care of yourselves because a lot of people aren't. Everyone's suffering out there. It's hard. The world can be a uh, misleading misleading thing. It can be fleeting. It can be a lot of things all in one, just wrapped up. It's up to us to really take the chance, like take the stance and really stand up for our own mental health. So please, I challenge all I challenge all of you guys to really well, we love stand up, <laughs> stand up for your mental health. All right, thank you guys for tuning into the Black Sheep and Powder Pink again. Thank you for being here, Reese. Sam isn't here, but I'm sure. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm sure he's happy to be here too. I love you guys, and you'll hear from me very very soon. Bye.